From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. That's right. It's another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down all those 3A, 2A, 1A schools in District 3. Brandon Bainey joined, as always, by Logan Green. Logan, what's happening? Oh, not much. Just, you know, working my life away, right? Is that what we're all doing? But, uh, you know, getting excited for basketball. I got to do a basketball game. Hey, you got to do one today um, for for the old Bengals from ISU, but um, I got to do one game um, last week, and it's just great to be back doing basketball now. Yeah, that's right. A little uh, behind the scenes. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. I was at uh, – Reed Jim and Pocatello for Carroll College, which is an NAI school and Idaho State for women's basketball on ESPN plus. I'm like the fourth stringer. So like when they're like really out of options, they call me and go, Hey, can you come do this game? So it's I thought you sounded great, Brandon. I listened to it and I, I thought it was great. Thank you, Logan. I'm still wearing the uh, shirt and tie that I had to had to wear for ESPN plus. So people can see me dressed up a little a little nicer than what they're yeah. used to seeing, right? Well, you know, usually nobody sees us, right? Nobody's, uh, you know, Paul doesn't have a strict dress code on us. So we're not, uh, I mean, not looking like slobs, but obviously not, probably not wearing a shirt and tie to every game. <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess I meant more for the podcasts. I'm usually a little more relaxed on the, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, friendly reminder if you want to see my shirt and tie with my very poorly tied knot <laughs> you can uh, you can watch the video of this on the idahosports.com youtube channel as well as our facebook page audio only also available at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts logan last week we did our girls basketball season preview uh talked about all the teams we thought were going to do well and i thought we'd start with girls hoops again because a lot of good uh, results from the past week and then this week we had the very first coaches poll of the season come out and so I thought it would be good to talk about the teams that are ranked by their peers, uh, their coaches. There weren't any in the 3A ranks, but in the 2A classification, how about this? Three teams in the top five. Coal Valley Christian, the number one team in the poll. Melba at number two. Napa Christian at number five. The Western Idaho Conference kind of playing out how we thought it would. And this is funny because I'm looking at this and thought, am I looking at the football standings? I thought maybe I had pulled up the football coaches poll uh, but no, it's girls basketball. It's just almost exactly the same that we saw. I mean, uh, Grangeville is at three and Aberdeen's at four. So that's a little bit different than we saw in football. But having Coal Valley Christian in there, Melba and Nampa Christian, those three were all heavily involved in the top five in and out of it all season long in the 2A level for football. And they're right in there for basketball as well. Yeah, Melba uh, and Cole Valley have already played in girls basketball. The Chargers won that game. Melba will still have a chance later on in the season, but already maybe a hierarchy being established in the WIC. Uh, the only other poll that had uh, teams from the Treasure Valley in it was the 1AD2 poll where you've got Council tied for first with Rockland. That's pretty good company to be in. Rockland won the title two years ago, was a semifinalist a year ago. So Council tied for first, and then Garden Valley is tied for fifth. Yeah, and and Council, uh, I think we're starting to see more of who they are, and they're kind of they're kind of good. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say kind of, but they're good. Uh, they go and they they beat a three A team. 
in McCall Donnelly. That that's not a small task to do um, for a one A Division two team to go and beat a three A school, and they do it. Um, and right now, the Lumberjacks are sitting undefeated at five and zero. And we kind of mentioned it last week to see um, could they take that step this year after having an extremely young team last year. Could they take that step forward this year? They were kind of right on the edge last season, um, but you know Garden Valley was in the way, as was Tri Valley. But all of a sudden, we look at them and say, "Hey, maybe they are as good as we thought they were." Um, and Garden Valley also they snuck in there, tied for fifth. And Tri Valley had a really good week as well. They won a couple of games themselves, and so I think that once again, the one A Division two here in District three is really strong. So both. Um, 2A and 1AD2 looking really good from our district here. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch those girls' basketball teams over the course of the season. Boys' basketball got started last week as well, Logan, and that's what we're going to really dive into on today's Treasure Valley PrepCast is kind of our our boys' basketball preview. I think there's going to be a lot of good teams and maybe some underrated teams as well coming from the 3A, 2A, and 1A ranks. Let's just start in, in the SRV, the Snake River Valley Conference for boys' basketball the preseason coaches poll has McCall Donnelly one, Homedale two, Fruitland three. Do you agree with that top three, Logan? I agree with having McCall Donnelly up there as number one. Um, after that, I think I think it's kind of open. But I think McCall Donnelly is rightfully in their spot. Of course, made that run to state the state championship last year, uh, so there's no reason to doubt that they can be any good this year with DJ Green back. It's going to be tough. He's probably the best player in the conference by far again this season, and he's going to be tough to, to stop and fun to watch for everybody else. Yeah, I mean, it really says a lot that uh, last year at the state tournament, uh, McCall Donnelly lost to Marsh Valley in the championship game, but despite that, the broadcasters for the 3A state tournament, Lance Taylor and, and Alec Pope, still voted DJ Green the MVP of the tournament, despite being on the losing team. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah, and, and that must have been extremely impressive, you know, the run that he had there, uh, what he was able to do and get that team all the way to the state championship. Uh, when, you, when you have a, a team that loses and you still get that, you really had to show out and impress everybody around you. And then, of course, he pairs very nicely with Ethan Tinney, who, who's a great uh, guard in the backcourt as well. So I agree. McCall Donnelly comes in as the favorite their season was kind of impacted by COVID-19 last year, so they kind of snuck up on everybody a year ago. They didn't play until after the new year, I believe. Uh, didn't have very many games under their belt going into state. Now the question is, how do they handle the bullseye being right on their chest from the jump? Last year, they were able to kind of lay low and sneak up on people. They won't be able to do that this year. Yeah, last year, I think we even talked about this, maybe not on this, but maybe a, a preview for state basketball, just saying we don't really know what to expect from them. Um, they didn't play a ton of games, kind of a lot like uh, Boise. Um, Boise High School did. Didn't really know a lot about them when they snuck in there at the last minute, and then they go on a great run. Um, but like you said, um, having DJ Green and Ethan Tinney back, you know that everybody knows who they need to, to take care of, <laughs> and they know what they need to do. Um, and, and protecting those two or guarding those two and, and keeping them off the scoreboard because those are the two players that you're really going to have to watch out for and really, you know, lock down. Um, if you're able to do that, you can, you know, maybe you can sneak away with a win. Uh, other, you know, you look on the other side at the second place team in Homedale, um, 
and you just flip names from, uh, you know, all these names, DJ Green, great football play, player for McCall. And then for Homedale, you got Mason Strong and Jackson Dines, who are some of the key players for the basketball team for the Trojans, who just got done with a great football season where they went undefeated uh, up until the state semifinals. And those two are going to be keys to success for Homedale this year. Yeah, Homedale seems like the team uh, best positioned to perhaps challenge McCall Donnelly. But a team I think is going to be kind of a sneaky team uh, was picked to finish fourth in the preseason coaches poll, and that's Payette. I really think Payette's got a chance to make some noise this year. Yeah, Payette, they, you know, like you said, finally maybe a little bit of expectations on their side, um, thinking that they can, um, you know, maybe make take that step forward with a couple key players. Um, you look at Xander Allen in there for the Pirates, and we'll see what he can do uh, this season. And um, you've got some some people coming in for them this year. Um, you look at um, Colin Heisen coming in from Nissa. Um, he's, he'll be an impact player at the post for the Pirates. So, you know, you never know when you get those people coming in what they can add to a team. And so, like you said, it'll be fun to see if Payette can, um, can take a step forward this year. Um, man, they've got one of the coolest – basketball stadiums in the state. I don't know if you've ever been there, Brandon, but it's, uh, I did some, some games there last year, some all-star games and it's like a little dome. It's its own little tiny. Um, it's really hard to explain, but it's, it's an interesting place. It's a fun place to do a game. Yeah. I'm excited to see how Payette does this year. Uh, they only had two seniors on last year's team. So they kind of took their lumps and I think could be primed for a big step forward. Of course, anytime we talk about uh, basketball, we have to mention Fruitland as well. Fruitland has co-coaches. They've got Willie Lake and I'm probably not going to say this last name correctly, but Mark Van Weirdhusen, I think is how you say, it. I mean, I'll apologize right off. The yeah. Bat. That's a hard you can tell us how you say it, please. Um, yes. You're listening uh, out there. <laughs> definitely. But Fruit, Fruitland's got co-coaches and they've just always got good athletes too. Yeah. I mean, they, they were one of the strongest teams in the conference last year. So you can't expect them to take too much of a step down. And maybe people are just focusing too much on McCall's uh, great run at state last year and kind of leaving Fruitland behind when they were a great team last year, had a solid run uh, through the conference. And so we got to watch out for them still. They're still, uh, there, this, but somebody still has to unseat them first um, from them doing so well last year. Yep. And of course, they've had a lot of recent success, right? They've won four state championships since 2008. So that's four in the last, you know, 12, 13 years. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, and then Weezer picked fifth, Parma picked sixth. Parma's is a program that's just trying to rebuild their, their boys' athletics across the board, right? They're they're kind of struggling right now. They're trying to rebuild, and for Weezer, they're kind of the unknown, right? Weezer just won the 3A football championship, which is nice, but it can be a detriment at the start of the basketball season, and so they could also be a wild card. Yeah, and you know they've they get the great athlete in Brett Spencer <laughs> coming over from the football team. Uh, to move over and play basketball as well. And, you know, he's just an athlete that can play uh, tons of sports, obviously. Um, And he'll be somebody that they look to rely on for that team as well. But like you said, sometimes having that run so late in the football season, um, a lot of those kids on the football team were playing basketball as well. And and, uh, they had their focus elsewhere for a long time and are kind of just getting out of it. Uh, So maybe, you know, hopefully we don't see – Weezer sleep through the first couple of weeks. Hopefully they, they can come out firing. 
as we move on to the 2A uh, level and the Western Idaho Conference uh, in, in the 2A, it's kind of a clear-cut top two. Melba was picked to, to win uh, the preseason coaches poll. Ambrose was second. I actually kind of favor Ambrose a little bit over Melba. Ambrose got all the way to the, the 2A championship last year, and they lost to St. Mary's in a very close game. Uh, they bring back the best player in the conference, Johnny Sugarman. His father, Ken Sugarman, is the head coach. And Hudson Hughes is back as well for the Archers, and he's a great three-point shooter. Yeah, of course. They had a phenomenal season last year. And like you said, picked to finish second. So it's a lot of a lot of weight on those Melba shoulders right now. Um, but when you've got, like you said, Hudson Hughes coming back, uh, Johnny Sugarman back for Ambrose, uh, they're going to be tough. Um, it's one of the toughest leagues in the state, clearly at the two way level, when you factor in all the what these teams have to offer. Um, but the top is really top heavy, I think, with those top two and Melba and Ambrose. Of course, Melba went twenty and six last year, so they're no slack. Uh, themselves yeah melba just kind of was banged up at the end of last year at state cash abuse who had started all year as a freshman was playing uh with a broken toe and didn't really tell anybody and so it was kind of under wraps and his his impact was severely limited at state uh joe reber uh suffered a pretty gnarly elbow injury at state last year but he's back and ready and so if johnny sugarman is the best player in the conference Joe Joe Reber is a close second and and depending on the night, you know, Reber could be the best in the league as well. But I think Melba and Ambrose are very evenly matched in and in particular Sugarman and Reber. It's going to be a lot of fun when those two teams meet up. Oh yeah, and I just I like the experience of Ambrose. I think um having been there, having won a state championship 2 years ago and you know, you look at Sugarman who's been a three-time first team all-conference player. Um he's been around the block as a senior. He's already you know, had those heavy seasons under his belt. Uh, they did lose Ben Blythe and Josh Johnson from last year. Blythe was their second leading scorer, so they'll have to replace that. So you'll have to look around to see who can plug in uh, for the archers and fill that hole that they're going to miss from those two players. So after Melba and Ambrose, there's there's kind of a gap. And then, uh, to me, three, four, five are all kind of bunched together here. Nampa Christian was picked third in the preseason coaches poll. Coal Valley Christian was picked fourth and New Plymouth was picked fifth. New Plymouth was actually the third team from the WIC to join Melba and Ambrose at state a year ago. So I think all three of those teams are pretty evenly matched. Yeah, that's it. it always seems like it is a, a, a just a I don't want to say a mess because it's not a mess. It's just um, busy in the middle of this two-way Western Idaho conference. It, there's just so much going on. There's so many teams that are good and have good athletes and can bring a lot to the table. Um, and, and it just turns into um, a beautiful mess, right? Um, a fun one where there's a lot of teams really scrapping it out for state. Like you said last year, New Plymouth stinking in. Um, but a couple of other teams are looking to make that mark uh, this year and hopefully get back in. Um, a couple of teams that, uh, you know, we'll we'll have a chance to see throughout the season. Yeah, Nampa Christian, I believe, was the number two seeded districts last year, and I think they went two and out. I think they got upset a couple of times, and so I know they're chomping at the bit to to get back out there. Caden Yet's going to lead the Trojans into battle this year. Uh, Cole Valley Christian's got a couple of really good uh, wide receivers from the football team, David yeah. Howlett and, and Lakota Steele. They're both like freakishly talented athletes. So, And then New Plymouth is kind of the big question. They, they lost a lot off of last year's team, but they've got one of the best coaches around in Jeff Lavender. Right, and and I think that they can make 
that step forward. They were 17 and 10 a year ago. Um, that, that's a good record. Anytime you have a winning season, you got to like that and you're able to make it to state. Uh, so look for the Pilgrims to maybe, to maybe make a push this year. Um, and, you know, looking down towards the bottom from Compass Charter, um, they're, they're a team that's picked sixth in the conference and they should um, be, you know, looking good behind Logan Clark and Jackson Pugh back there uh, for Compass Charter. And then finally rounding it out is Marsing and Vision Charter. Um, some of the key players there is, is Noel Cubrado, uh, Cubrado, sorry, excuse me, uh, Noel, you can, you can punch me in the face later. Um, and then of course, our vision charter, uh, Hayden Pinkston. Uh, those are going to be two players uh, for those two teams trying to fight from the bottom up and get a little more respect for those two squads. Yeah, for Vision Charter, this is going to be their last year in, in 2A. They're moving down to 1A D1 next year. So their head coach, Jason George, he, he kind of knows the score. He kind of knows, you know, we're probably going to take our lumps this year. But we're looking forward to to dropping down. And they've tried to put as many of those 1A D1 teams that they'll be in a conference with next year on their schedule. So um, we'll see what Vision Charter can put together, but uh, they, they were picked to finish last in the preseason coaches poll. But uh, again, this is going to be a really fun conference to watch. I really do think any of the top five teams could could earn a spot at state. The conference title, I think, still comes down to Melba or Ambrose, but top to bottom, this is one of the toughest leagues in the state. Right, right. and I know everybody out there can get a chance to watch one of these teams this weekend on IdahoSports.com, Compass Charter is playing in the small um, small team tournament that's on idahosports.com. Compass Charter will face Camas County on Saturday, um, so be sure to check that one out on idahosports.com. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, this is going to be an event Saturday at Mountain View High School, the small school showcase, eight games featuring 16 uh, 1A D1 or 1A D2 schools um, are going to be uh, this on the spotlight uh, Logan, are you going to be broadcasting any of those for Idaho? Yeah, I'll probably come come in for uh, towards the end for the last couple games. Yep, that's going to be a busy day for whoever's uh, at Mountain View because that's eight games in a row. Starts at yeah, 10 I'm not sure what's going on in the morning, but yeah, I mean, uh, if you were to sit there all day, that's that's two days of state tournament right there. Um, so Paul's got that handled for the morning, but yeah, I'll be there for some of those ones in the afternoon, including that Compass Charter, Camas County. Um, you look at the other games there, you've got Raft River and Liberty Charter, which should be a good one. Grace Lutheran against Garden Valley, which I'm, I'm really excited to see Garden Valley play again, um, see how they've changed this year, see kind of the new pieces in there for Garden Valley's boys basketball team. You've got Salmon River and Dietrich, which will be great. I know Dietrich isn't our um, area, but of course Dietrich, a team that was um, in the state championship last year against Garden Valley, and they should be strong again this year. Um, then some, some other team, Oakley and Wilder. So, of course, Wilder also from District 3. And then you've got North Star Charter against Richfield and then North Gym and Horseshoe Bend. So a day chock full of District 3 uh, 1A basketball that you can watch here on IdahoSports.com. Yeah, how about North Gym coming all the way from Bancroft in southeast Idaho over for this event too? That's going to be fun. So Yeah, they're the, they're the long travelers in this one. And North Gym, one of those teams that – uh, had a great couple of seasons, um, made it to state. They've lost a lot of pieces, but they still do have um, Bridger Hatch in there for them. The quarterback 
um, for the football team, also plays on the basketball team. They did lose some key pieces. So, again, it'll be interesting to see how they, they shape up after losing those key pieces. Like, the, yeah. like Logan Corda is gone for them there. Um, anyways, that's not our prep cast. That's another one. <laughs> right. Uh, let's, let, let's talk about those 1A schools that we're, that we're going to see at the, at the showcase. Um, let's start at the 1A D1 level uh, in the preseason coaches poll. Uh, Victory Charter, Liberty Charter, pretty clearly the top two teams. Victory Charter brings back a ton of talented players. Carson Cole, Jasper Luce, Noah Palomares. But Liberty Charter brings back the best player in the league in Dallin Criddle. He he can play inside or outside, and he's going to be tough to stop night in, night out. But Victory Charter, Liberty Charter, do you have a favorite here, Logan? Uh, it's tough. You know, I, I like that um... – I like that victory charter had, had the better year last year and that they learned a lot from that. And they were able to, you know, get winning under their belt. Um, last year, Liberty charter was, was 13 and 13. Um, but, but I really think that, like you said, I think the overall having tons of really good players coming back for victory charter might give them the edge. But like you said, um, probably the best player, um, Dallin Criddle back for the Patriots. So, you know, Guess we'll find out this weekend, of course, um, because we will see Liberty Charter at this tournament. Uh, we won't see Victory Charter, but we'll get a chance to see Liberty um, and see how they look this weekend. Yeah, we should mention that the best team from the conference last year was Riverstone. It was really a pretty remarkable story. Um, their their longtime coach, uh, Bobby Gant, uh, passed away in late July, kind of a sudden thing that wasn't really expected. And so this was a team already dealing with some adversity, so they have uh, their their longtime assistant coach Steve Bowen take over, but not only that, but then COVID nineteen reared its head, and Riverstone wasn't even able to play until January, and so that was another factor. And they got to state undefeated, and really their first and only loss of the season came in the state championship game. They finished fifteen and one. It was a really nice season for for Riverstone International School, the Otters. But the problem is is that everybody's gone. They are basically starting from scratch. Yeah, they, they lost um, two key players, uh, one of them being Nick Liebick, um, just a phenomenal athlete there for him. Um, it's going to be tough for them to recover from the loss of Liebick and then Dubier. Um, just those were two phenomenal athletes for the Otters. Yeah, they bring back one player who was on varsity last year, Derek Liebick. He wasn't in the main rotation. And everybody else, Coach Bowen says, haven't even played in two years because of the pandemic. So that's going to be very interesting to watch. So if we talk about Victory Charter and Liberty Charter being the top two, beyond that, there, there was no consensus. I mean, three through, really like three through eight. Like Centennial Baptist and Greenleaf Friends were pretty consistently picked 10th and 11th. But three through nine... It, it was all over the place. Officially in the coaches poll, it's Rimrock three, North Star Charter four, Wilder five, Notice six, Riverstone seven, and then Gem State and Idaho City tied for eighth. But th but this could go a number of different ways. Yeah, the player I I or the team I like is is Wilder. I think Wilder maybe can can sneak up and and take advantage. I really like Moises Perez in there for the Wildcats. He's a great football player. He's fast. Um, and so I like that on a basketball court and so watch out for Wilder. There'll be a team that we're going to be covering, um, this weekend at, on, at the small school showcase on IdahoSports.com. So like you said, Brandon, though, I, I think 
that it, it's a mess in there. Uh, there's a lot of teams that, that could sneak up and win and, and earn a, te- a, a trip to state. And there's lots of opportunities to do so. And so whoever can, can take that step and move forward, I think, um, you know, I think maybe we, we've talked about this in other conferences that, that there's tiers. And I think you've got the top tier, which is Victory Charter and Liberty Charter, right? And then you've got that middle tier, which I think is Rimrock, North Star, Wilder, and Notice. And then after that, I think it, it drops that those, those last group, the Riverstone, Gem State, Idaho City, Centennial Baptist, and Greenleaf. I think those are going to be the ones fighting to, to maybe try and move up into that second tier um, level. And then, of course, the middle tier, maybe China, we'll, we'll see who maybe can move up. Um, but Wilder, a lot of history for them. They won a lot of titles in the 90s, so they're looking to get back to that prominence uh, that they once had. Yeah, a couple of new coaches. North Star Charter has a new head coach, Ryan Baxter. Uh, new head coach at uh, – I just had it uh, as well. Um, there, there's another new coach in the league this year as well. But a team that I'm really uh, interested to see is Rimrock because they play solid defense – and they've got a pretty good player in Gus Black, too, right? Another one of these guys who's a stud on the football field, stud yeah. on the basketball floor. So uh, I think Rimrock is going to be a team that's going to be interesting as well. Scott McConnell is a first-year head coach at Liberty Charter. And then Notice has a new head coach as well in Jim Boder. So there's a lot, a lot of new coaches cutting their teeth this year in, in the 1A D1 ranks. Yeah, and it's a chance. I think it's a little bit open um, after those top two um, to maybe – make a stand and show that you are a good coach and that you can fight through and, and get your team up there. You know, if you can finish third, that'd be a great accomplishment for any of these new coaches. Um, I, I, you know, like we said, those top two are going to be really tough to, to deal with, but if you can sneak your way up there, that'd be fantastic. And finally, uh, we've got the, the long pin conference at the one, a D two level. And this is, I mean, last year, like there was no doubt, right? This was garden Valley's league and everybody else were basically their playthings. They went 24 yeah. and one, uh, won the state title in dominant fashion, but Kobe Kelly gone. In fact, the entire starting five is gone. Josh Gillespie, Corbin fields, Devin Yearsley, Hayden Elmore. They're all gone. Head coach, Joel LaFleur gone so they're basically kind of starting over interestingly enough they didn't have a coach hired at the start of the school year and now the coach is heather kelly that is kobe kelly's mother he's of course has graduated but she coached the garden valley girls back in the day and now she's coaching the boys kind of a cool deal yeah she was we did a couple garden valley girls games uh, over the last couple seasons and she's there on the sidelines and she was an assistant coach for the boys team as well um, and they do, I think there, there's one more Kelly that's in the mix. I believe it's Tacoma Kelly. Um, he'll be in there for Garden Valley. So the Kellys aren't gone, uh, much to everyone's dismay, that you throw in, you know, Kobe's mom, who obviously had an impact on uh, his game, and then a brother uh, right there. That They're going to be something to deal with too. Um, but you look at the coaches poll coming into it, Cascade is actually picked first, followed by Council, Garden Valley, Horseshoe Bend, uh, Salmon River, Tri-Valley, and Meadows Valley. So, I mean, you look at it, and Cascade is the one. Cascade, of course, they went to the state championship two years ago. Uh, they had a phenomenal run through the through the playoffs there and, and, and upset some teams. They they beat Cary in the first round, and then they beat North Jim in the second round uh, in a wild game in and of itself, that uh, um, Cascade-North Jim game a couple years ago. 
but they're going to be a team now that looks to get back to the state championship after two years away. Uh, one of the key players, uh, Tyler Thurston, I believe uh, probably the brother, correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler, to, to Blake Thurston, who was a three-point phenom uh, for the Ramblers for many years there in Cascade. And looks like it's his turn to take to take over for the big brother. Yeah, this is a this is an exciting team. They've got a new head coach and Josh Hurley, and they're young. They're they their top three players are probably all underclassmen. Tyler Thurston, you mentioned, he's going to be the point guard. Sam Huckabee, he's going to be the be a forward. And then they've got a freshman coming in that Coach Hurley was pretty uh, excited about, uh, Cole Olson, and he'll also handle the ball in the backcourt. So this is a young Cascade team that if they can come together. They've got the potential. Council is kind of the more established team, and they're the team that I personally would lean towards as maybe the favorites in the conference. Council's got Porter McLinn, Thatcher McLinn, Wyatt Vining, who's a great player as well. So to me, I, I lean Council slightly over Cascade, but I agree, kind of like we talked about with those tiers, Logan. Those are kind of the top two. Then there's a drop-off. Then Garden Valley is kind of in a tier of its own, I feel like. And then there's another drop-off, and then everybody else I think is kind of in a similar boat. Yeah. And we talked to um, um, Corbin fields the other day at the state, uh, the shrine games, he came up and we asked him how was garden Valley going to look this year? And he said, they're going to, you know, they've got players back like um, Jordan Castillo. He was been in there. He's played for a couple years at the varsity level. Um, you know, he got significant minutes during the season. And so he's going to be somebody that can throw in for Garden Valley that's seen success, that knows success, that can come out and play well. And I, he's my favorite player in the state. Sorry, everybody else. But one game, he wore Cinnamon Toast Crunch socks. And so I always remember that. We zoomed it. It was awesome. Who else goes out on the basketball court with Cinnamon Toast Crunch socks? So yeah. that was awesome for him. Uh, my personal uh, uniform favorite that I've seen so far. Uh, but, you know, Garden Valley is going to be in there because I, I think their their players know what success is. Um, but then on the look, look on the flip side, Cascade with these young players, they they're excited to get out there. They are ready for the chance to play at the varsity level right off the bat uh, to show everybody that they're here to go. Um, they don't have anything behind them. It, it's all flower and sunshine right in front of them. They're playing high school varsity basketball. They want to they want to get going. Um, so you got to take that into account too, that these guys with really nothing to lose, really excited to get out there um, are going to go out and I, I think they're going to show up well. And uh, like you mentioned, Brandon, I think last year and even the year before it was just um, garden Valley and, and their punching bags below. They really just, they just dominated their way through. And now this year it's, it's more balanced. I'm not saying garden Valley is bad. We're just saying everybody else is probably back on the same playing field. Um, after that phenomenal graduating class for the Wolverines. Yeah. And, and I guess I, you know, horseshoe bend can't be counted out either, right? They've got uh, Colton Meyer, Decker Larson. They've got some good athletes as well. So I think there's a top four and then a bottom three, the, the, the bottom three, you know, salmon river, tri Valley meadows Valley. There's always with, with, because they're so small, there's always rumblings of, are they going to have enough players to compete? Right. Right. Salmon River didn't have a volleyball team this year, for example. Meadows Valley had a football team for the first time in like 20 years this year. As far as I've heard, all three schools will have boys basketball teams. They put together varsity schedules. That could obviously change as we get into the season. Meadows right. Valley played three games last year before they had to scrap things. But it, to me, it's exciting that at least they can field teams and be able to compete. 
yeah, it, it looks like they'll be having teams. You know, Salmon River, they're going to be at the small school showcase this week. Um, so we should get a good chance to see uh, them start off their season as well. Um, we're going to see Horseshoe Bend there in Garden Valley. So three of the teams here in the conference will be playing uh, in that showcase this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun to, to watch uh, some of these boys basketball teams really get off and running. Um, I think best chances of a championship probably come from 2A, maybe 1A D1. You know, if Victory Charter finds their steam, I think 1A D2 and 3A, um, they'll have their work cut out for them because there's lots of quality teams statewide. Yeah, I think the state um, overall in, in those ones is probably a little bit stronger than, than District 3. But like you said, 2A, there's a very good chance that you see a champion uh, come from here in District 3. And it, it's just hard to pinpoint who it'll be um, because there's so many great uh, teams at the 2A level. Yeah. Uh, either way, it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a blast. Uh, Logan, I'm looking forward to hearing you on the call uh, for some of the games at the small school showcase this Saturday. Again, there's eight games. It starts at 10 a.m. Last game tips off at 830. So if you're a hoops junkie, this is kind of the deal for you. This is going to be all day at Mountain yeah. View High School this weekend. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm excited to see some of these teams. Um, I think we talked about this on on one prep cast. I, I never know what's my favorite if it's football or during football season it is and then during basketball season but man doing a basketball game get in there you're like okay this is I, I like basketball this is great I enjoy um, being in the gym and I'll tell you the one game I did was pretty full a lot of fans it was an Eagle and Middleton game uh, and it was very nice to have that atmosphere back in the high school gyms yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun for sure so uh, rest up Get ready for the weekend, Logan. <laughs> and, uh, we'll see you back here next time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Treasure Valley PrepCast. Enjoy the games this weekend, and we'll see you next time on Idaho Sports.